0: This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast. Today we've invited one of our city's cab drivers, Jackie Dunn, onto the podcast. Jackie, you're branch secretary of the Edinburgh Cab Branch of Unite the Union. So you better than anyone perhaps have an idea of what it's like to be a cab driver at the moment. How is it for you?
1: Thank you very much for inviting me along today. I think we're all feeling it. Um, even our members and our non-members are feeling um, really actually forgotten about just now. We we're experiencing um, a massive drop in our work, which we actually thought was on the on the way back. Um, obviously, come July when things were starting to ease. Um, so we thought you know with the pubs and restaurants being open, people starting to move around, work was starting to get a little bit better, and of course then of. What's happened in the last couple of weeks with the curfew at 10 pm and obviously now um, shutting everything down in the central belt has also made things extremely difficult. And we've actually gone back what we feel, we've gone back to March. But the difference between then and now is we don't have any help now. Um, so they they gave us grants for the self-employed, which was the what's called the self-employment income support scheme the SEISS so if you obviously put your tax in you got like 80% back um, I think it was 80% back of your tax um, and then it was down to 70% for your second um, one and then now the one we're going to get on the 1st of November you actually have to be trading um, to claim that money and it's going to be 20% of your earnings and that's going to take you to January um, so if you're not trading come the 1st of November now obviously the news today that Nicola Sturgeon possibly might delay the opening of um, pubs and restaurants beyond the twenty sixth of October is going to be a big concern for a lot of the drivers who especially work the nighttime economy because if they're not going out to work and they're not trading, how are they going to claim that money? And who's going to help them? Where where they're going to get like money from? Universal credit? A lot of the drivers can't get universal credit because they've got families that other their wife partner works. Um, so a lot of them don't get that either. Um, so it's a massive concern for these drivers and families. And I don't know, we're just like, we're feeling we're hitting our head against a brick wall. We've asked our licensing authority for more help. Nobody's got back to us at all. Transport Scotland have um, actually given money to, uh, to help the buses and they've given money to help the trams. And we are seen as a public service provider. So why are they not giving us any help? You know I just I would just feel like we're lost and we're just like this little group of people we' don't getting furlough. Um, our self-employment is going to be limited, but only for trading. as I say if we're not trading in November, where do we go? <laughs> and have we've, we've got taxi drivers uh, who are owners and they've got like vehicles that are like sixty to seventy thousand pounds and their 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 finance on that is more than possibly their mortgage. Um and the finance companies have actually stopped now. Their um, you were getting like you know you were getting your payments stopped for a while. I don't know what the word is for that now, but they were mm-hmm. they had stopped that. But that's all back now. So you have to start paying your finance again. So if these drivers are not out making money, and how they're going to pay their finance. So we've now got drivers handing back their vehicles. Um, so how many drivers are we going to have left at the end of this are we going to have a trade left this is a massive concern um, to us all and if the Edinburgh taxi trade well actually if the taxi trade goes completely not just in Edinburgh but Glasgow Dundee London Manchester Liverpool it's everywhere I mean it's a a massive concern a huge concern these are thousands of people people out of work
0: you, you've made a call both to the Scottish government and the council to ask for a package of support, um, and you know you've you've already said that you, you've seen a fall in business up to about ninety percent, but and you're saying that you haven't had any um, comeback from the Scottish government or the council. Now I asked I asked the council for a comment from. Kathy Fullerton, who is the regulatory convener. And one of the things that she mentioned was that they had deferred payment of the taxi and private hire car applications earlier this year, but they can't continue that because they have to balance that with, this is what she says, we have to balance this with the cost of operating the licensing service. And a decision was taken by the council at its Policy and Sustainability Committee in August to that effect. So they themselves are in a position where they don't feel able to do anything. So I guess that leaves the Scottish Government, and you're saying that you haven't had any help from them at all?
1: Nothing at all. But what uh, Councillor Fullerton is actually feeling to explain to you there, Phyllis, that we have a ring-fenced uh, budget in our uh, taxis and private hire um, for money that we've been given to them. Is one point one million pounds. Sorry, where that has that money come from? Money, that's coming from our licensing fees. So okay. that that money that we pay them in licensing fees um, for our badges um, and stuff like that, our taxi tests, all these sort of things, that money goes into a ring-fenced account. So it doesn't get touched. And in that, um, it's meant to go towards uh, taxi services or, if, well, for instance, if they're, they're saying they're going to use half a million of that to go towards building a new cab, t- t- uh, cab taxi examination centre, uh, which is not, it's not really needed right now. Um, but 1.1 1. 1 million is sitting in an account doing nothing. That 1.1 1. 1 million can be easily distributed to help taxi drivers right now. The money that we pay, why can't they give it back just now? so she's obviously failing to mention they've got that money sitting there <laughs> so if they and by the way they're not meant to be having that money it's meant to be non-profit <laughs> so the money that they get in and um, from us is meant to be able to sustain what they actually provide so and it's obviously we pay what how much we ever pay that money goes obviously like the tech center goes towards obviously staff and everything like that so anything left there shouldn't be anything left but they've got 1.1 million so that says to me that we're paying far too much for what we actually they provide
0: well i'll be going back to them and asking them about the uh, 1.1
1: million we've asked to sit down and speak to them and and nobody's getting back to us at all it's completely and utterly diabolical that not one person wants to come and sit with us and have a, a discussion of like what's going out on the streets right now. And it's not just the taxi drivers, it's private hire too. You know what I mean, they're suffering just as much as we are, but it's like, come and sit with us, come and speak to us, like sit down and say, right, what can you do to help us all here?
0: So what do you do next? Where do you go now for help or what do you do?
1: Well, we've always believed as a branch that before we would take any action, um, we'd, we'd sit down and negotiate and talk. That We've always said that. Um, but there is, I must say, Melissa, there is an appetite within our branch to start taking action now. Um, possibly... You would go on strike? Protest. No, it wouldn't be such a uh, as a strike. It'd be more like a protest. But the thing mm-hmm. that we obviously, we're concerned about by doing a protest is we do not want to upset the public. We don't want to block the streets. We don't want to make... Um, in negotiating around the city any more difficult than it is right now with roadworks and um spaces for people and stuff there's not a lot of space right now for cars and buses and stuff with, with this what's going on so if we were to do any kind of protest we don't want to upset um any people trying to get around just now so that is something that we're going to have to consider um
0: and what kind of what that protest would take and of course uh- you, one of your messages is that black taxis are safer than any anything else because you have screens.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We've got the screens. We've, all our surfaces are wipeable, um, so they can be wiped down. They're sanitised after every person that comes in and out. There's um, are socially distanced between you and the, and the back. So they probably are one of the safest pub- methods of public transport right now. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Well, Jackie, definitely. thank you
0: very much indeed for speaking with us today. We'll uh, try and uh, get your story out, get you noticed, hopefully. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Thank you, for this. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. If you like to know more about that, then email editor at Reporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website, reporter.co.uk.